Hello, everyone, and a good day to you. It is Friday here on Fired Up Radio. I am your host, Anthony Hanson. It is so great to have you guys here with me this morning. And let me just say that it is always an honor and a privilege to just spend another week with you guys and just ministering the Word of God and praying for you guys and just being able to just love on on you guys and just letting you guys know that I'm here for you and I'm so glad to see you guys grow and develop. You know, here on Fired Up Radio, it's always it's always an interesting journey, to say the least, um, in regards to what comes out and, and how it's spoken. A lot of the material that I record is raw. It's not edited. It's not filtered. Would it be better? Yeah, sure. Would it be better if it was recorded professionally, like in a little mini studio? Huh, a thousand times better, yes. But I will say that it is, it is a sheer joy of mine and an honor of mine and a privilege to even record anything only because, you know, I always stop myself for the longest wondering, how am I going to be doing this? Because the Lord's placed on my heart months ago. I, I think last year he put it on my heart, according to the pictures that I have on my phone. But, you know, I'm reminded by God, what do you have in front of you? Well, I have my phone. I have my AirPods. You know, I'm, I got that. But the quality is not perfect. He's like, that's okay. Just use it. Use what you got. And the and the greater things will come. Like, all right, fine. So, you know, I, I, I just want, I just felt the need to just share that. That, you know, I understand that this podcast may not sound perfect. That you guys hear everything on the road as I'm driving. Because literally that's when I record. I record when I'm driving. Because I can't do it at night. Because then I feel like I'm about to fall asleep. And there was a time, I think, uh, an actual recording where I recorded and I actually fell asleep for a good minute or two on the radio on, as I was putting uh, one of the Monday episodes together, which is hilarious, by the way. You'll never hear it because I already deleted it. But nonetheless, if you are on Facebook, which I'm, I'm definitely certain you are, uh, you can look up Fired Up Radio. Right there in the search bar, just type up Fired Up Radio, or you can put in the handle, at Fired Up Radio 93. That's at Fired Fired Up Radio 93. All right, like, comment, share, subscribe to the page. You can also find each and every episode on on Spotify, Anchor.fm, and Apple Podcasts. You can find every episode on there, too. I encourage you to do the same. Share it. Share the podcast. Download them. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you got to do. It's perfectly fine with me. If there's anything that has captured you, by all means, put it in the comment section. Let me know. You know, I'd be thrilled to hear from you guys. All right. Um, But with that being said, there's something... 
that has that has been hitting my heart lately, and it and it draws from personal experience that you can be an angel in church, but Satan at home. Let me say that again because I. I feel like a lot of you just like tilted your head to the side and just like dog looking at a bone. You could be an angel at church, but a sat but you could be Satan at home. What do I mean by this? Well, for one thing, Satan don't mind if you just warm up a pew at church. He don't care if you go to church. He just cares if you're a practicing Christian. That's what he that's what he cares about. If you're a practicing Christian. Because he knows that if you're a practicing Christian, you're his worst nightmare. I'm going to say it like that. You're Satan's worst nightmare if you are a practicing Christian. Again, some of you are probably looking, are, are tilting your head to the side like a dog looks at a bone. Let me put it this way. You can be serving at church and ministering and doing all that, and you can be venerated by the people at church. You can be. How do I know? Because I was that. I was held as as an example within the church. Yet little do they know what was taking place at home. I covered a lot of stuff. What I was doing at home, how I was handling and treating my wife and my one kid at the time. I was an angel at church, but I was Satan at home. I was. Maybe that's you. And I feel the need to set you free today. I feel the desire. I feel it placed in my heart. And some people are about to be set free today just with this, just bringing this to the surface, just making this aware. Because God is not here to play patty cake. God is not here for you to pick and choose what you want to hear, what what you want to be said, and how you want to live. God ain't here for that. He wants a true, hardcore relationship with you. When he says that he wants a relationship with you, he means it. This patty cake stuff, that's why he calls lukewarm. And according to scripture, he'll spit you out. He'd rather you be hot, on fire for him, or cold. Never knew him. 
But you see, we live in a world today where it's impossible to be cold. You can only be hot or lukewarm, to be honest. But, back to the original point. See, I've, I've been serving in ministry since the age of 13. I'm 28 now. That's 15 years. For the better part of 15 years. Excuse me. See, even when driving for work or do work, it's a little difficult. But at least my focus is up. But nonetheless, I've been serving since the age of 13. Been in the sound booth for most of it. Walked away from my home church for a season. And my pastor, he pretty much roped me back in. And once again, I was hailed as as a saint within the church. And... I thought that I was above it all. And that's a dangerous place to be. I thought I was above it all. So when I got married, I covered, I carried that into my marriage. Mind you, I got married at the age of 21. My wife was 20. Got engaged when I was 20. My wife was 19. Um... But what happened was this. My wife almost called off the wedding a number of times. She almost called off our engagement a number of times. Yet I groveled at her feet to keep her. And she don't know what compelled her. But she said, fine. But you need to go get help. She meant professional help, therapy, anger management. Because there was a lot that I was dealing with at the young time when I was younger that I brought into my marriage. I brought a lot of garbage into my marriage. And I exposed that to my wife in ways that I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't. And one of those, and it was hard. How I was Satan at home, I'm going to be forthright with this. I used to lock my wife in the room with me until she talked. Because my wife was not the, my wife is not the kind of wife to where she combats things head on. She's not, she doesn't like confrontation. She hates it. Even to this day, she still hates it. But at least now I know the difference between then and now. My wife hates confrontation. She hates when people get in her face. She shuts down. So my wife does. She shuts down. But me, knowing how my, what took place in my, 
in the marriage between my wife, my mom and my dad, I didn't like things to be kept under the rug. I didn't like things being hidden. I didn't like things not to be out in the open to talk about, to come to a resolution. Didn't like that. So whenever my wife walked away, I'd pick her up, bring her into the room, lock the door, and stand guard at the door until she talked with me. Mind you, my wife did not like confrontation. So she would act out. So what I'd do is hold her to the bed and pin her. Which, to be honest, that's what my dad used to do to me when I was younger. Because he didn't really know how to handle me either when I was younger. There was a time, and I vividly remember my cousins, they were sleeping over one time. And my, and, uh, and my dad and I were fighting. And I was retaliating, trying to punch him and push him out the way. And he pinned me to the bed. And I was straining so much that my nose started to bleed. That's essentially what I was doing to my wife. I never threw punches at my wife. Never. Never threw punches. I should have just respected her. But I didn't. There's There's those moments. There was other moments where I would yell at her at the top of at, at the loudest volume I could. And I felt like I wasn't being heard. There's days today where I still feel like I'm not heard. But I've learned to to keep at an even keel tone and verbalize properly, whether it be via text message or phone call. what my issue is and why I feel a certain type of way and I've been able to communicate that clearly so in other words in my marriage at the beginning years there was a lot of strife you may be thinking beginning years what are you talking about the first three and a half years were hell first and foremost the first three and a half years, complete and utter hell. Right? Then all of us, and it, that action didn't stop. Because what ended up happening is that I gave all my time, most of my time and attention to church, all while not having a job. And my wife's like, dude, you need to get a job. I was bouncing from employment to employment at that time. And, excuse me, I was popping from employment to employment and no steady income was coming in. Yeah, I was doing Uber and Lyft for like five years, but when you're not being consistent at it, you can't really do what you can do with it. Plus, it's a lot of wear and tear on your vehicle. A lot of wear and tear. Like the, my car right now, it has up to a, close to 115,000 miles. When I first got it, it had 13,000. 
This is a 2015 vehicle. It's 2021. Six years. It's a lot of miles within six years. Close to 20,000 per year. Nonetheless, um, so, and it progressed. My anger somewhat subsided. But then it went from locking my wife in a room to throwing things. Whatever was in front of me. Chairs. Punched the wall a couple times. You know. Throwing bottles of juice. And juice just exploding everywhere. That's why my son was like maybe one or two. You know. Again. Saying at church. Satan at home. This is where so much so my my wife was compelled to partake in certain actions that I'm not going to dive into. And it just it went downhill because I didn't I wasn't hearing the cry of my wife. I wasn't. So much so that Twice in one year, I got arrested two two months apart. First time was in January. And that was just a complete overreaction. So was the second time. But the second time, the, the assistant state's attorney's office asked my wife, look, these are the options in regards to your husband. What do you want to do? How do you want to proceed with this? My wife didn't want me to go behind bars, but the option was to take anger management and child endangerment classes. Because the second time, the reason why I got arrested, because they spanked my son in a public parking lot. But yet the witnesses thought that I punched my son in the face, which I would never do. Because if I did that, my wife would have signed the papers. Divorce papers, that is. So I finally got my help, but now I had to work on regaining the trust of my wife. I had to regain that trust. Because she lost all trust. She lost all faith in me. She did not feel secure with me. Like, all right, I got you. So I had to work on myself. And I give honor to a pastor friend of mine, Pastor Dennis. Um, and he, he walked me through some bits on how to better myself as a husband, as a father, just as a person overall. He asked me, what does the Bible have to say about your anger? Do a word study. See what the Bible says about anger. Write every scripture. When it, write down every scripture that revolves around anger. Like, all right, fine. I got myself a couple books that dealt with the word anger when it came to the Bible. And it, it was mainly a concordance. A couple of concordances of sorts. And I started going through it. 
and I looked up every scripture, even if it was the same. You know, I wrote down those scriptures and highlighted the word anger. And I looked at the other words that were synonymous with the word anger. And then I started pulling up the dictionary and I started looking up the definitions. And I got the image of what I was doing to my wife with my anger. Because anger can be a very volatile emotion. Very destructive emotion. There's a book by, by Chip Ingram called Overcoming Emotions That Destroy. If you got an anger problem and you need to get to the source, that book is a, is a book that can help that's for certain. It helped me in many stages. Gone through the book twice already. Might go through it a couple more. Just for the fun of it. But then all of a sudden, as the Lord began to do a work in me, time and time again, I went to my wife. And I repented of what the Lord showed me, of what I was doing to my wife, what I was doing to my kids. What I was doing to my family. I had to repent to my wife and my kids on multiple occasions. There's still things that the Lord's showing me and I'm still repenting to my wife about. Like recently, these past Thursdays at my church, these faith explosion nights, for three weeks in a row, we're talking about honor. Honoring those above you. Honoring those with a higher calling. Honoring those that are in the higher positions that they're in. And then, you know, I'm feeling compelled to talk about it. That's why I did this past Monday with James chapter 3 verse 1. If you haven't listened to that one, go back, listen to it. It was one of the shortest recordings or the pod for Fired Up Radio, and I think you guys will thoroughly enjoy it because it's shorter than every other episode, to be honest. But I was Satan at home, but a saint at church. When yet God's called us to not just be a saint at church, but a saint at home. Because it's what we say, what we do, it's what we again Satan doesn't mind if you go to church but he cares if you're a practicing Christian so that's my question for you are you a saint at home are you a saint at church but Satan at home are you a saint in every area of your life. And I'm not saying that you're perfect. What I'm saying is that. Christ is evident. In your life. And that you're working on it. And that he's working in you. Through you and for you. That's my question to you today. And I challenge you to think about it. If you're married. Ask your spouse. 
the most honest person they'll ever tell you anything is your spouse. But you gotta be willing to receive what they say. You gotta be willing to receive what they say. If you're unwilling to receive correction, you have automatically by default failed as a leader. It'll expose the emotional immaturity that you still have. I know because that was me. Couldn't really take correction. Snippy with my mouth. I encourage you to get an inventory on how the people, the people closest to you see you and what, and what they say about you. Pretty much what I'm saying is what would they say to you? What would they say about you? If your funeral is today, what would they say? Because I'll tell you one thing, my wife would say something different now than what she would have said three years ago. Three and a half, four years ago. She would have said something completely different. Don't believe me? You'll hear her one day. We've overcome a lot. Still plenty more to overcome. But we've overcome a lot as individuals and as a marriage. We have. So with that being said, forgive me if there's a lot of pauses, it's just, for me this is weighty. And for all I know is that you can be the husband who's the saint at home, at church, but Satan at home. You can be the wife who's a saint at church, but Satan at home. You can be the young person who's a saint at church, but Satan at home. Don't know if you're single, don't know what. But there's many people who are undercover Satanists at church by acting like saints at home, at church, but really Satan at home. Hmm. With that being said, let's pray. Lord, we first give you honor, glory, and praise today. We thank you for this time that we've had together, that we've been able to talk with each other, and be able to share with each other. Because your word says in the book of James, that if we confess our sins to one another, that brings healing unto the body. 
So, Father, I pray right now that if there's any sin among us, that we confess it to our brothers and our sisters, to our neighbor, and ask for forgiveness and repent of our evil ways. Father, we invite you in today. Holy Spirit, we invite you today to help check us. Because according to Romans 3.23, we've all fallen short of... We, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners in need of a Savior. Holy Spirit, we need your help. We need to know if we're Satan at church and Satan at home, or if we're a practicing Christian. So Holy Spirit, we give you permission to drop the plumb line. To see where we're at within our walk. And to help surface whatever is not of the Father. If it's not of the Father, we give you permission to expose it. Expose the Holy Spirit. Because we want to know what is of you and what is not of you. We ask this with a humble hardness of Mr. Spirit. We want to give you room to move. We want to give you room to operate in our lives. We want to give you room today to begin to remove the very things that are not of the Father. Show us if we have inflicted pain and harm to our families, our wives and our children. Help us see that. we have been wrong, if we have been operating with a religious spirit, if we have operated with a domineering spirit, we have operated out of the spirit of anger, bitterness, resentment, if we have held grudges, expose it. And begin to work in us. Begin to break up that ground, Holy Spirit. To remove, so in those spirits, spirit of anger, spirit of bitterness, spirit of resentment, any grudges that are held, spirit of self-righteousness, spirit of religiosity, every deceptive and lying spirit begin to be pulled out. That they be exposed and that they be removed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you. We thank you. 
Because you're faithful and true in all that you say and all that you do. You're just and righteous in all your ways. We're undeserving of your grace. We're undeserving of your mercy. Yet it's your grace that covers a multitude of sins. Your mercy that is new every morning. Lord Jesus, we ask for your help today. So we see where we've gone wrong. And then we work on it. With your help. And with the direction of the Holy Spirit. May your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. For, my, for our marriages. For our children. For our family. In your mighty most, your mighty most precious name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, guys, that's this Friday's edition of Fired Up Radio. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget Facebook. Type in that search bar, Fired Up Radio. The same logo that's used for every Monday episode. That's the primary photo. That's the profile photo of the Facebook page. You can also look it up by, by typing in the handle, at Fired Up Radio 93. At Fired Up Radio 93. You can find that on there as well. On top of that, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and uh, Apple Podcast. You can find every episode there as well. Like, comment, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Leave a rating on the podcast page, on the Spotify page. And guys, I'm excited for what's to come. I really am. Don't forget, tune in Monday for, as we continue, James chapter 3. We're going to finish off that section, at least 2 through 5. And we're going to just keep diving, taking it little bits at a time. I'm telling you, you don't have to swallow the whole chapter in one, in one. You don't. You don't have to take the whole section as one. You don't. Take little by little, because when you take it little by little, you uncover so much more. Amen? With that being said, I love you guys. Can't wait to see you guys on Monday. Be blessed. Have a great day. And remember, Jesus loves you.